So we're going to keep going with this, uh, this little series we've been on. I'm not really sure when it will end, actually. I haven't planned that far ahead. But we're talking about the basics, specifically the basics of Mass. And uh, we just want to answer the question today, what is happening here? Or what are we here for? Or how do I enter into it? How do I participate in what's happening? There, there are several things that happen at Mass, of course, several main things. But the one that we want to focus on is when we come to Mass, what happens at Mass, what we're here for is to renew the covenant between God and humanity. So covenant, you've you've heard this term a million times, you know, and you heard it show up in the readings and you heard it in the antiphons, but um, covenant, I I don't know if you've studied it very much. It's the key to the whole Bible. If you get covenant, if you, if you get the concept of what's going on, then, then almost every page makes a lot more sense. And without it, almost no page makes any sense. The other word for covenant is testament. So this is why we say there's the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament is focused on the old covenants. And starting with Jesus, the New Testament begins because there is a new covenant in him. So in the Old Testament, God makes covenants with his people, first in Adam and Eve, and then Abraham, and then Noah, and then Moses and the Israelites, and then King David. But there are also, um, there are also other covenants that happen between human persons, not just with these, these men and women and God. The main thing, though, to know about covenant is that a covenant is the way to establish a bond of familial relationship. Okay, it, it establishes kinship that was not there before. So between humans in the Old Testament, a covenant looks like a marriage. Like when two people are married, then there's this new kinship that starts. That's why we have brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers-in-law, because you say, you weren't my brother before, but now, because of this covenant that is formed, now we have a new relationship. Now you are my brother and I'm your brother-in-law. A covenant also happens when adoption happens. So when when man and woman, um, when they adopt a child, this child goes from not their child to being their child, their son or their daughter, and they go from being not their father and mother to being actually their father and mother. So adoption, adoption and marriage, these are these are two like natural human covenants that happen that change a relationship. It establishes a familial bond where there wasn't one before. Covenants contain obligations and rules, certainly, but it's it's not really about that. It's about something else. The main thing is the relationship. When we talk about covenants, very often, actually, we get stuck on the rules. Like, what do I have to do in this? But if we did that with marriage, we would sound really, really depressed. If somebody asked you, so what is marriage about? You said, well, it means that you have to share everything and you can't spend your own money and you can't date or have like a deep relationship with anybody else of the opposite sex. That just sounds terrible, you know? Those are some of the obligations of marriage, but then we don't answer the question, well, then why get married, you know? If we focus on the obligations, we miss the main thing. So a covenant, just like a marriage, it's about the relationship. It's about this communion of love that comes from it, this new bond. You have heard this before, probably, the difference between covenants and contracts. A contract is focused on what, but a covenant is focused on who. A contract is about stuff, and a covenant is about blood. A contract, it it has conditions, but a covenant makes an unconditional kind of relationship. So, with all that said about covenants, we, in the church, we're living in the New Testament, we're living in the new covenant that is established by Jesus. What we call people 
who are in the covenant, who are members of the covenant, we call them the church. And the entrance into the covenant is by baptism. So you probably don't remember the day of your baptism, but on that day, something wonderful and almost unspeakable happened. This bond that was not there before was created, a familial bond between you and God. Just like Jesus on the day of his baptism, when John the Baptist baptized him and he came up from the water and the Spirit descended upon him and the heavens were torn open, the Father's voice rang out and said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. So on the day of your baptism, you started the day not as a child of God, but at the moment of your baptism, the voice of the Father rang out over you for all of eternity and said, this is my beloved son, or this is my beloved daughter, in whom I am well pleased. It established for you, for all of us, a new relationship, a new kinship, a familial bond, a new relationship by blood. And because of that, all future questions are answered. You know how when you get married, you don't, the, the vows that you make, we've, we name some of the difficulties that could arise, but basically we name them to say, none of that matters. We say, I promise to be faithful to you in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health, to love you and honor you all the days of my life. So it's the same thing with covenant. It doesn't say very specifically, well, like what if, what if I do this, or, or, or what if I sin, or what if I forget you, God, or what if I have trouble, or what if I can't seem to measure up, or whatever. The promise that God makes of faithfulness is he says basically, through everything, everything else can change, but this will never change. Through everything, I am your father, and you are my son, or you are my daughter. Like I said, that answers all the future questions, because all of that can be, can be dealt with. Um, I, I would encourage you, especially if you're a parent or a spouse, actually, on this point, to go listen to Father Mike's homily for this weekend, because it was, it's, it's very, very good, but it gets, it's, gets to exactly this point. So we'll go back to the first thing that we said. What we're here at Mass to do is to renew the covenant. The covenant that God makes with his people, the new covenant that saves us, is renewed at every Mass. Because this covenant is established by Jesus' death and resurrection in his blood. So in the Old Testament, when a covenant happens, there is a lamb that is slain and sacrificed to God, and then part of the lamb is consumed, is eaten, by those who are entering into this covenant. Jesus, on, in his death on the cross, this is the lamb that is slain and is offered as a sacrifice to God. And at the Last Supper is when he said, this is my body, take and eat. This is my blood, take and drink. So at Mass, the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross is offered and we receive his body and blood in Holy Communion. Every time Mass is offered, every time we go to Mass, the covenant between God and humanity is renewed. Renewed can be kind of a, I don't know, kind of a, kind of a weak word, but what we mean is that it's as fresh as the day of resurrection. God's covenant with you, his promise to you, is as fresh as the day of your baptism. It never gets dusty, it never gets old. Maybe, maybe listening to this you might say, yeah, I wasn't paying attention on the day of my baptism, or I was like six weeks old on the day of my baptism. How I wish I could go back and pay attention and to hear the voice of the Father say this about me. You don't have to, because it isn't old, and it isn't in the past. 
The covenant that God made with you at your baptism is renewed today and every day that you go to Mass. Now, why do we have to renew it so often? Why does Jesus say, do this in remembrance of me, in memory of me? It's not for God, because God doesn't forget. He is not like growing into being faithful in the covenant. He loves you now, like, exactly like he will when you're a saint in heaven. Instead, it's renewed for us because we need to make progress growing into the covenant. If, we'll just do this quick example, okay? This works especially if you are a parent who has children. If you just imagine for a second, take your relationship with God, how much or how little you trust him, how close or how far you are from him, how much time or how little time that you spend with him, if you just, just call that to mind. Now, if you took what your relationship with God is and you said that, just imagine that's, that's my child's relationship to me. They trust me as much as I trust God. They are as close to me as I am to God. They spend time with me like I spend time with God. If, if you put that on there, then would you be satisfied? Or as the parent, would you work to change it? Would you work to grow it? Probably, I think most of us, maybe not everybody, but I think if you, if you do this little exercise, you would say, no, I want my child to love me more. I want them to trust me more. I want them to be able to depend on me more and be closer to me than right now I am to God. And so this is the, the point of this is that we, we can begin to imagine the longing of God the longing and the work and the eagerness of the heart of God to grow this in us. If you, like I said, if, 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 if you said, okay, my, my child trusts me as much as I trust God, then what great lengths would you go to to teach them that they can trust you and depend on you, that they don't have to provide for themselves, that you will do things for them, that you will teach them, that you'll take care of them and forgive them? What would you say? How often would you say it? What would you do? How would you spend the time with them? Again, we can just like begin to imagine then what the heart of God is like toward us, because he sees that we don't, we don't trust him very much, or we're not very close to him, or we have difficulties, and we're discouraged. If we love our children this much, then God, who loves us so much more than that, what will he do? He, he wants to renew this covenant with us all the time, because there's really like three things that slow us down. The first one is that it takes us time to accept it, to grow into it, to begin to understand what it means we're adopted by God, that he's our father now and we're his children. It is, I imagine, just a, like an un, unimaginable difference to go from being an orphan who has no parents to being adopted and having a father and mother who love you. When that transition happens, though, it takes time. Like trust has to be built and, and this child has to learn a new way of being because they, what, what, they learned to serve them in their last life they don't need anymore, you know? But it can be difficult and it takes time. So we're in the same spot except worse because we're not just, we don't just go from orphans to having a loving father. We go from like abused children to having a loving father. And then when God reaches out to us in tenderness, we pull back because we're afraid. So the first thing is that it takes time and so we have to renew it all the time so that our hearts begin to understand and step into and grow into like, I, I am safe, I am beloved. And... Number two, we forget. When things get stressful, 
when we mess up, when we sin, then very quickly we resort to our old way and we live in fear and we work to protect ourselves and we, we, we go back to when we said to ourselves, I can depend on no one, I have to take care of myself. Just as an example of this actually, I, um, I sometimes after homilies, you know, you go back to the chair and um, kind of hand it over to the Lord and like this morning, I don't like how this homily is going. And if I go back to my old way, then I'll go back to the chair and I'll beat myself up and I'll allow myself to be discouraged and run down because I failed you and I wanted to say something else and I made it boring and you didn't get it. Or because we're at this time of the renewal of the covenant, or I can remember and hear God say, I am your father and you are my son. And I can respond and say, you are my father and I am your son. And difficulties and, and discouragements, they all just pass away very quickly, you know? So there's, there's just a quick and very, very timely example. The last thing, the third thing, the reason why we have to renew it so often is because we sin and we're unfaithful and it creates shame. And then we begin to believe, you know, God's so good, but I am not. And I'm dragging him down and I'm a burden. And, and how long will he put up with me? This is the, a specific promise of the covenant that he says, I know, when, I knew when I brought you into this covenant that you could not be faithful to it. So the specific promise is that I will make you faithful. Do you want to be faithful to the covenant? Do you want to live a good life and put your sins behind you? God says, I will do this for you, but you have to just stick with me. I will put my spirit in you. I will take from you your stony hearts and give you a new heart. I will write my law upon your heart so that you observe my commandments, not just with difficulty, but with ease and with joy. So we, gotta, we have to renew the covenant often because God will make us faithful. If we think of this in terms of adoption, that God is our father now and we are his children, we have only begun to imagine what it means to belong to the covenant God has made with his people. All of us are in different places along this. Some people say, wow, I've, 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 I never think of myself as a son of God the Father. Other people say, no, I think of that habitually and it has changed me, but nobody is like entirely in it. All of us have plenty of room to grow in this. But do you want this? Do you want to hear it? Has it ever been real for you or is it something that you've heard about? If you want to hear God say to you, you are my beloved son, or you are my beloved daughter. And you want not to just hear it, but for it to mean something and to change you. Then you are in the right place because this is mass. This is where the covenant is renewed and refreshed. But it's so renewed that it's like the first time, every time. God says to you and to I, like never before, I am your father, you are my son. And we respond, you are my father, and I am your son. He gives us this gentle reminder every day so that we may receive and deepen and grow into this great gift that he has given us.